Today I want to talk to you about a subject that seems, for some reason, to be very confusing. And that is a term in dieting called net carbs. Uh, we get so many calls here at our institute for people who want to know what is net carbs, what does it mean, um, are they okay for me to use when I'm on a diet. Now the term net carbs is frequently found on low carbohydrate foods. And when you read the uh, nutrition facts box of these various products, they can be confusing and, as you'll soon find out, somewhat misleading. The term net carbs means the amount of carbohydrate in a food that you need to count. And according to the manufacturers and marketers of these various diet foods, all of the other carbohydrates that are not included in the net carb figure do not need to be counted because they don't raise blood sugar. Well, the truth of the matter is they're right. They don't raise blood sugar. But as you'll see in a few minutes, they do something else that you may not want to have happen when you're dieting. So first of all, the term net carb is arrived at by subtracting the fiber and any artificial and or pseudo sugars from the total. For example, if you have a diet candy bar and it says total carbohydrates 40 grams, fiber 6 grams, and alcohols of sugar um, 30 grams, that leaves 40 from 36 or 36 from 40, leaving you a net carbohydrate of 4 net grams. Because you subtract the alcohols of sugar, you subtract the fiber. Now, when the manufacturers say that these alcohols of sugar do not raise blood sugar, therefore they do not need to be counted, they're at least half right. They are not lying, they're not misleading the public. Alcohols of sugar, generally speaking, do not raise blood sugar. Fiber does not raise blood sugar because it is indigestible. However, there is a little problem. We have two factors in carbohydrate intolerance. Now, if you're a calorie sensitive dieter, you really don't have to be concerned about uh, net carbs or alcohols of sugar or anything. But if you are a carbohydrate intolerant dieter, which 75 to 80% of all overweight people are, then you need to be thinking a little bit about the following information. Alcohols of sugar, such as mannitol, xylitol, sorbitol, and others, do not raise blood sugar, but they do affect another hormone in your body that can, in the medium to long run, affect your weight loss. While these alcohols do not raise blood sugar, they do raise insulin levels. When you consume something that is very sweet-tasting, even if it is sweetened with an artificial, non-nutritive sweetener, it sends a message to the appetite center of the brain telling the brain that it, it 
the body has just ingested sugar. This causes an insulin production stimulation. And it has been fairly well documented that consuming large amounts of artificial sweeteners, alcohols of sugars, and other sweet non-nutritive substances can in fact raise uh, insulin levels. Now, what is the end result of this? Well, if you're a dieter and you're carbohydrate intolerant, the more insulin your body produces, the greater the cravings for starch and sugar will become, and hence the more difficult it will be for you to stay on your diet. Because food cravings are the, really the biggest reason why people fall off the wagon uh, and cheat and fail on a low-carb diet. It certainly isn't hunger. If you have, by the way, uh, intense or uh, annoying food cravings while carbohydrate counting, uh, you should listen to my discussion on food cravings. It'll give you a much greater insight as to how you can solve that problem. But anyway, back to our subject. So when you ingest these sweet foods, even though they don't raise blood sugar, they tend to raise insulin levels. Doing so, first and foremost, increases cravings for more sugar, more starch, more sweet-tasting foods. This makes it more difficult to stay on your diet program. Secondly, by raising insulin levels frequently, you tend to depress insulin receptor site function. And over the long term, if these foods are used to excess, you actually desensitize your insulin receptor sites, keeping insulin levels at a higher sustained prolonged level. Now, the goal of a low-carbohydrate, higher-protein diet for the carbohydrate intolerant is specifically geared first and foremost at lowering insulin levels. So keep in mind that every time you eat one of these sweet treats, even though the net carbs are 2 or 3 or 4 grams, uh, in the long run, you are setting yourself up chemically for potentially tougher times dieting. Now, we're not saying that you shouldn't use these products at all. The rule is the more severe carbohydrate intolerant you are, and certainly if you are a hypoglycemic or a type 2 diabetic, you may want to greatly curtail or reduce their use. But we're not saying that you have to suffer and abstain altogether. We're down to a situation where quantity is the key and less is uh, you know, definitely better than more. If you eat one of these sweet treats a day, you drink a diet soft drink for a sweet taste, the world is not going to come to an end. But so many dieters tend to overconsume these so-called net carb foods because they feel that they can. They don't count, no carbs, my, I can eat 12 a day. And when you start eating high amounts of these things, especially throughout the day, and most especially on an empty stomach, you create this insulin, insulin response cycle. So, <clears throat> in order to avoid that, if you want to use artificial sweeteners or products that contain them, such as soft drinks and various other diet foods, please consume these foods with other food. 
In other words, with a meal. Do not have a soft drink. Do not have a cup of coffee with uh, artificial sweeteners on an empty stomach. It will make the cravings later in the day much worse. So if you want a sweet treat, consume your diet food with a major meal during the day. And please try not to overconsume these things because of the false sense of security these promoters and manufacturers give you thinking that you can not hurt or harm yourself uh, because in the long run uh, more is not better. I hope this helps you understand the term net carbs. In the future, the Food and Drug Administration may require food manufacturers to count alcohols of sugar. I think this would be a healthy and wise move. I think it would better serve the dieting public if they understood that while these substances don't necessarily raise blood sugar, they can make dieting more difficult and these alcohols are actually metabolized just at a very slow rate. Remember, the more severely carbohydrate you are, the less free carbs exist. The only carbohydrates that you can 100% for sure subtract from any food are fiber carbohydrates. So if a food says it's got three or four or five grams of fiber, you can safely and uh, honestly subtract those grams from the total. Other than that, you may want to consider carefully before you overconsume these diet products. Thanks for listening.